0: Have you ever come across an unopened invitation? Maybe you placed it on the counter or in a drawer somewhere, and then you totally forgot about it. And when you eventually came across it and you opened it up, and you saw the date and your heart just sank. Someone had wanted your presence and participation in something that graciously invited you. And by overlooking their invitation, you missed out on an experience that was perhaps special. And you can't just turn back the clock. Friends, we don't want to do that with Jesus. Jesus is constantly inviting us And these invitations are too amazing to just place on the counter or in the junk drawer of our lives where they collect dust and we forget about them. Jesus wants our presence and our participation in his life and in his kingdom. Us opening up these invitations and exploring them and responding to them and saying yes to them wholeheartedly are everything Everything for our life as a human being. Last week, we began a sermon series called Invited, uh, where we're exploring and responding to Jesus' invitations made in the Gospels. We began by by opening and exploring and responding to Jesus' invitation to come and see, come and see, to come and experience Him for ourselves, where He is, and who He is with holy curiosity. Today we open up another invitation, Jesus' invitation to come and follow. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, that it would grow us, transform us, that we might live for you and bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. I invite you to listen for God's word. As Jesus walked alongside the Galilee sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. "Come, follow me," he said, "and I'll show you how to fish for people." Right away, they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Follow me. Come follow me. Isn't it interesting to think about what Jesus did not say to those fishermen? He didn't say, come, talk about me. Come, think about me. Come, uh, take some classes about me. He didn't even say, come and let me stamp your passport for heaven. He said, come follow me. Journey with me leading the way. Be in relationship with me. And those disciples said, yes. And people throughout the centuries have said, yes, maybe you have too. What does it mean for us today in a world that has more distractions than ever from what is truly important? In a world where our hearts are more stirred by following our stock portfolios and by praying or serving someone, in a world where commitment is just plain out of fashion, in a world where we're told if we just had more things or more house or more money or, or, or smarter, more talented kids, then we'd be whole. In a world where people are lonelier now than ever before, in a world where people are falling away from the church, in a world where we're exhausted and stressed, what does that invitation mean? First, Jesus' invitation to follow is an invitation to experience God's unconditional love. When Jesus invites those fishermen on the shore to follow him, imagine what they must have felt. Shocked, of course. Wait, Wait, us? You want us to follow you? We're, we're ragged fishermen nobodies. We, we aren't even super religious folks. Sometimes we drink too much and we gamble at the local bar. Jewish fishermen would have been disposable cogs in the Roman Empire economic machine. Most scholars believe fishermen like them would have, would have been under contract with Rome, would have had some kind of quota to meet, would have had to, to give a certain percentage of their catch back to Rome. They may have been nobodies in the eyes of Rome, but not in the eyes of Jesus. Jesus invited them to follow him. Jesus wanted them with him. He desired them. So once the shock wore off, I can imagine they must have felt desired and recognized and known and deeply loved. Especially considering that the practice, the standard practice in those days was for students with the proper pedigree to be the ones who seek out the wise rabbi and teacher to study under. They would have to qualify to be accepted by the teacher. And Jesus flips the script. Jesus is the one who seeks out and says, follow me. Jesus' invitation is driven by unconditional love, pure love like that always takes the initiative. Seeking out the beloved. That's what God's love in Jesus Christ does. God's love seeks out people to experience that love. This invitation to follow him expresses God's unconditional love for those fishermen. And then later for a tax collector named Matthew. And then later for a zealot named Simon. And later for folks just like you and me. Jesus would not invite us to follow him, to be in a relationship with him, to to learn from him, to be a part of his mission in the world if he did not fiercely love us. There are no pre-qualifications, no tests to pass, no application process, no, well, what about this thing in your past? Just follow me. Follow me because I love you and I want you to experience more of my love. I want you to see how much I love you as I take you deeper and deeper into the heart of God and into eternal and abundant life. I remember coming home one time from the office, from work to, to, into the house, and one of my boys, I can't remember which one, was absolutely covered in this dirty glaze of like sweat, sticky, and dirt, right? And, And he looked at me and he extended his arms just like this, inviting me to hug him. Of course, I did accept that invitation because I knew beyond being covered in sweat and grime, this was an invitation that was even more covered in love. Follow me is an invitation completely covered, covered in the love of God. In fact, we should think of that invitation and, and our response as nothing short of a miracle. Of love, a miracle of love. Each and every time Jesus extends that invitation to follow him to people like those fishermen or to people like you and me, and each and every time that someone says yes to that invitation, it is nothing short of miraculous. Miraculous. Proof of God's amazing love breaking in and breaking through, having its way. Second, Follow me is an invitation to committed allegiance. Committed allegiance. Literally, by definition, when you follow someone, they are before you, in front, leading. When Jesus invites the disciples and us to follow him, he's inviting us to orient the entirety of our lives in his direction towards him, not anyone or anything else first. He's going to be first. He's going to be occupying first place. He's going to chart the course. He's going to show us the way and not the other way around. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life when we follow him. These fishermen drop their nets and follow Jesus when he makes the invitation. It's like they're, they're tangibly demonstrating that fishing is no longer the most important thing in their lives. It was their livelihood, but not their life. It may have been at the top of their priority list, but now this man named Jesus and his agenda is. They're following him first and not where the fish are biting. It reminds me of a great, maybe not so great, bumper sticker that I've seen around that is directed toward tailgaters, uh, cars that follow other cars too closely. Something, by the way, that Jesus is never worried about. Jesus wants us to tailgate him. That's a good bumper sticker. But anyway, this bumper sticker says, do you follow Jesus this closely? I I roll my eyes like the first time I saw it. And then in subsequent times that I saw it, I actually started to get convicted when I thought about that sticker placed on other things in my life, like on my smartphone or social media. Do you follow Jesus this closely? Or my bank account, do you follow Jesus this close? Or my kids' activities, do you follow Jesus this close? Or my work, do you follow Jesus this close? Or my preferred news source. Do you follow Jesus this close? Follow me is Jesus' daily invitation to stop being distracted by things that cannot offer what he can. Follow me. Eyes here, heart here, mind here, life here. There are a lot of things, friends, in our day and age that compete for our allegiance for our attention and for our affection, whether we realize it or not, we follow a lot of things. Different parts of our world demand that we follow them, that they are the most important, that they will define our lives and how great they are. But Jesus' invitation to follow him must be the standard by which we measure everything else that begs for our attention and our focus. Follow me is the invitation to be committed to Jesus first with every single part of our life. In this commitment phobia culture where we are, where no one commits to anything anymore, follow me is the chance to be all in, wholeheartedly committed to Jesus Christ. Accepting that invitation is our way of saying that our first allegiance is not to a country It's not to ourselves, it's not to a job, it's not to our smartphone, it's not to a political party. No, we're going to be more devoted and more committed to Jesus than anyone or anything else. Finally, Jesus' invitation to follow him is an invitation to participatory transformation. Participatory transformation. Follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Jesus wants us to follow him so that we learn how to do something, participate in his mission, and so we become certain kinds of people. And as we participate in what he is doing, as we listen, as we obey his words, as we copy his ways, we are fundamentally transformed. That is exactly what happens with an apprenticeship. In an apprenticing relationship, a student or or a disciple follows and learns under the guidance of an expert or a master by being with them, observing how they go about their work, and then gradually imitating it themselves and seeing their own skill set transform. When Jesus invites the disciples to follow him, He's inviting them literally to go where he goes, to watch what he does and says, to copy what he does and says, so that they become the kind of people who say and do what Jesus says and does, so that they become more like him in every part of their lives. Right after this invitation, friends, Jesus teaches the Sermon on the Mount. He wants them to become the kind of people who are salt and light, who love their enemies, who know how to pray. Jesus allows them to participate in the feeding of the 5,000. He wants them to become the kind of people who operate out of a sense of God's abundance. And so on throughout his ministry. The more and more they follow him and imitate him, the more and more they're radically transformed through his own power, the more Christ-like they become. Follow me. It's our invitation from Jesus to become his lifelong apprentices in the ways of the kingdom of God. It's our invitation to participate with him so that we become more like him. Because there's not going to be just this sitting around and waiting for heaven to finally come alive and be changed and transformed. Follow me, Jesus says, I've got amazing work for you to do. Start, not stop. I'm used to my kids saying, Stop copying me. Start copying me, Jesus says, and your life is going to be transformed in the here and now. This is a daily invitation, inviting a daily response. Our task is to be attentive always to Jesus and to what we're doing at the moment. Uh, I was and am very fortunate to have a, a father who is skilled at a wide variety of things, very handy and skilled when it comes to carpentry and, and car repair and just in general fixing things. And I've worked side by side with him on, on a number of projects over the years and have tried to, to soak up uh, so much knowledge, as much knowledge as I can. And so much of what I've learned through participating with him is not just what to do with a particular project or, or a tool, but how to do it and how to use a particular tool. And so it's not just what would Jesus do, it's how would Jesus do it. Following Jesus in our daily lives means constantly asking ourselves, as a parent or a neighbor or a coworker, how would Jesus deal with kids or with neighbors or with colleagues? How would he work at this job? How would he write this email? How would he deal with this conflict? How would he spend this money? How would he arrange this calendar? How would Jesus address this policy or situation? And then gradually through companionship with him, through apprenticeship with him, his ways and his words become our ways and our words. We start to take on more of his character. We don't have to ask what would Jesus do because we know what Jesus would do because we've been journeying with him so closely. We've been following him. Yes, that means because of Jesus, we will will end up in places we've never imagined, doing things we've never imagined, with people we never imagined, and in the process being transformed like we never imagined. So that at some point, we're following Jesus so closely that when people think about Jesus, they can't help but also think of you and me. Follow me. Jesus invites. Theologian Dallas Willard was once asked by a student, hey, why do you follow Jesus anyway? He responded, well, who else did you have in mind? In other words, what, what other life is worth imitating? Friends, what other person or thing has the power to change someone's heart and life like Jesus? What other way of being in the world has the power to change the world like the way of Jesus? Jesus follow me. It's the invitation. It's not an invitation to come to worship once a month, write a couple of checks to church, say a prayer before you go to sleep and generally try to be nice to people. It's an invitation into lifelong commitment rooted in unconditional love where we are transformed as we participate in his work. It's an invitation into lifelong commitment to Jesus rooted in his unconditional love where we're transformed as we participate in his work. And sometimes this invitation to follow begins slowly, like a, like a, a faint whisper, like a murmur of, of love, growing until we can no longer ignore it. Sometimes the invitation is just there dramatically before us like it was for for Andrew and Peter and James and John. When it happens to you, by whatever means, but at whatever pace, you will know. You will know. Jesus has a way of getting through, whether we're fishing or mending nets or scrolling on Facebook or stress because of all we have going on, preoccupied with work, we can hear Jesus's invitation even in our cluttered, distracted, busy lives. Follow me in the midst of parenting our kids. Follow me when we step into work. Follow me when we start school. Follow me when it's hard to forgive. Follow me when you have a tough decision to make. Follow me when we see injustice and harm around us. Follow me when it comes to our calendars, and our bank accounts. Follow me when it comes to how we live in our neighborhoods. Follow me when it comes to serving and loving those in need. Follow me. I mentioned a bumper sticker earlier. I've also seen another one about tailgating, following too closely, that says, you're so close, you might as well get in. (laughs) Friends, that's exactly what Jesus wants. When he says, Follow me, he wants us following so closely that we just get on in to the kingdom of God. He wants us following so close that the dust from his sandals rubs off on us. So may all of us accept that invitation for the first time and over and over and over again to come and follow. So that at the end of the day, we notice we're a little dusty and also transformed. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.